Welcome to Love and Live Abundantly. I'm Alana. I'm Bill. Do you want to love more effectively? Do you want to live fully and love more courageously? We talk about what all that means. And how you can achieve it. Join Join us. us. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I'm sure many of you are wondering what uh, what the follow-up is from last week's session, and I bet you'd like to know how that wound out. Uh, so let me turn it over to Alana, and she can fill you in what's happened since then. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. You know, I I feel like every day I am working more and more through the trauma I um, I kind of wish it would go a little bit quicker, <laughs> um, you know, and I am, am, am embracing it. So, you know, a little while after uh, we finished our podcast last week, I actually got a call from my cousin and um, he apologized and, you know, it it felt good to be acknowledged and um and just that he remembered you know hang on hang on just a second kiddo can you can you just give it for the for the sake of those who weren't here last week give a super brief summary of what what happened to you sure sure absolutely i was um on a trip to ireland with a my my family member We had a great four and a half days. And then on the, um, you know, on the trip, I had to involuntarily admit him into the hospital for mental health concerns. And so I had to, you know, figure out the laws in Ireland, get him safe, which took a few hours and then get myself safe and then myself back home. So, um, you know, being in a country all by yourself, you can imagine. So, you know, have a listen at the the session before, but that's kind of the the quick summary of it. And of course, you know, um, we talk, right? And so um, it's not something that, that I want to push under the rug and that I want to pretend didn't happen. And so, um, you know, I've been I've been talking about my experience more and sharing my story more. Um, it was interesting. I was actually at a conference on Tuesday, and I was giving a presentation about how trauma affects the brain. And yet, you know, now I look back and I realize that I was in trauma during a little bit. You know, the the side effects. Um, you know, while I was teaching it and that my brain was, you know, overstressed or overwhelmed for that minute until I felt a little bit safer. Um, and then I was able to, you know, turn it around. So it's, it's been interesting. You know, I, I also went to a, I met to meet with the uh, director of NAMI Valley of the Sun here and to talk about a class that they had trained me in to um to teach loved ones that have uh to teach people who have loved ones with mental health awareness um how to tell their story to legislator in two minutes or less 
And, um, you know, and I had spoken to her about my trip to Ireland and she had suggested that I go to one of their family support groups. And, you know, I had thought about that over the last couple of weeks since I've been back. And so I, I decided to go and, you know, it's something, it was, it was very, it was very interesting how I was just able to open up um, because I was with people who also have loved ones with mental illness. And so I didn't feel the shame or worry that people weren't going to understand or they were going to judge the situation, me or my cousin or my family. And so it was a very, very safe place for me. And I feel part of my my healing process and going through the trauma. And, you know, I told my story and I just kind of, you know, cried and, and let it all all out. And um, and so I feel like kind of, you know, I thought I was a little bit further ahead in my healing journey. Um, and I'm not. <laughs> and it's okay. I'm I'm embracing it with I'm doing my best to embrace it with grace. Um, you know, it's yeah. Can I interrupt and ask a question, then you can pick it up again? Yeah, absolutely. Is, is it that you were you said I, I I'm I thought I was further along in my healing journey, but then I realized I wasn't. But I wonder, is it possible you were ahead in your healing journey and that we're we're all susceptible to a little backsliding when we're slapped with another trauma that's similar to a previous one? Is it possible that you were further ahead and there was just a bit of a regression? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I... Um... You know, I feel like everything really happens for a reason. So it's a, it's it, it's noticing it, right? And then, you know, noticing, okay, so why do I want to push through this? Because you know, that's what we're we're taught, and that's what our belief systems are. Is just you know, push through it. You can get through it. You can you know, go on to the next thing. And and there's something to be said about just allowing yourself to go through the process. Yeah, I, I I'm reminded of uh, of an old timer that almost made a living out of uh, out of one kind of central notion, uh, but I, it stuck with me all these years. And that is that whenever we tell someone, "Don't be sad, don't be angry, don't be whatever," mm-hmm. or whenever we tell ourselves that that really we don't need to finish the sentence. Because if we say to ourselves or to someone that we care about, don't be sad or don't be mad or don't be, that's the sentence, don't be. Uh, and that and that you need to let yourself finish the sentence. Go ahead and be angry. Go, just recognize it for what it is. And then maybe, having recognized it, maybe you can own it and maybe you can do something else. But you can't until you know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I interrupted, but I was just bursting. No, you're, you're fine. And I and I feel like too, it's 
It is right. I I have that awareness. Like I, it's like I'm able to analyze my own self. I don't know if that's a gift or or not. But um, however, I really feel like what a great opportunity for me to be going through this and really being aware of the process as I'm going through the process. If that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so as to help others. Right. Because there was a point where I, you know, had some anxiety and, um, and it was just like, okay, well, you had this anxiety because you just went through this trauma three weeks ago, Alana, you know, like relax and be gentle with yourself. And, um, you know, even, even myself sometimes. Um might you and I not have been more worried if you hadn't felt that way? Would I be if you were worried? so if you were so self unaware that you didn't feel any anxiety after what happened to you or that you weren't aware that you were feeling anxiety, wouldn't that have been worse? Yes. yes. Don't you just hate it when you say it to somebody that you care about, but you're looking a little anxious, you're feeling anxious maybe? And they say, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't do that. I don't do what? I don't. You, do, you don't swallow it. You don't pretend it's not there. You don't deny it. No. No. I feel like I've done that in the past. And it's just not... And so maybe, maybe it, because I feel like I've always been more outspoken than, than most people, um, you know, in my family, I'm known to say the things that people don't say, but I say them. However, I, I feel like it's also the, the outside factors, you know, society and family and, um, you know, what we're we're how we're brought up to think and feel and it's not to embrace our feelings it's not to talk about them it's to just shove them down you know well, you, you, it, it's no if that were the case if you had denied them all the while and had jammed them down and pretended they weren't there for so many years it may account for how come it's lasted for so many years Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that I could have mentally gone through the last few years, you know, just life in general, COVID, Ireland, you know, mm -hmm. the whole kabang, if I didn't have those tools for resiliency. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, there's only there's only so much garbage we can carry around before it finally starts to fester. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and even, you know, I don't know if I, I mentioned this, but, you know, with the trauma, like I feel and I've got some other personal things going on as well. But I, I feel like my brain is full and and I can only handle so much right now. And there's that that fine tipping point. And so, however, I have to every day 
I am proactive and I, you know, and so I used to be really good with my breathing, like all throughout the day, I would be really good. Um, I would take, you know, 20 deep breaths. I've trained myself to you know take deep breaths. And, you know, today I just put reminders on my phone, take five deep breaths. And I set it up for five times a day. So to get my body and my mind back into that, that routine, right. Of, mm -hmm. of just breathing and grounding myself. I felt like I was so, you know, I was in the trauma that I, forgot some of it and that's what helped me through right but it was it, but making it more intentional throughout my day yeah yeah routine yes yes yeah, a friend of mine who's in recovery said that he he had a lot of false starts trying to become in recovery around his addiction he had a lot of false starts uh, because he simply said, well, I'm just not going to use. Mm -hmm. and, and he tells me that when it finally worked for him was when the stuff that he did to not use, that people had been telling him would be good to not use, the day he became as obsessed with doing those as he had been obsessed with drinking and drugging, was the day he started back. So he, he replaced the behavior. Yeah, and, and he, he really taught me that if you're going to go from this really one really bad place, you really do have to engage in some, what are for you, unnatural acts. For him, natural act was staying high all day. Yeah, yeah. For him, thinking about where he was going to get his next hit, was natural it became unnatural for him to become obsessive compulsive about doing all these cute little tricks that his sponsor and other people in his program were teaching him to do mm -hmm. well yeah and i feel like that's you know that was what helped me as well was that i had you know like reprogrammed my brain mm. to not go down that negative spiral um yeah you know, to, okay, Alana, yes, you're, you know, you're in crisis right now. However, you know, think about all the tools that you have, breathe, you know, be, go into gratitude. Like there's, yes, even in this shit show, there's still things that you can be grateful for. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and the, I am powerful, I am courageous, I am brilliant to be able to, you know, get through that trauma. Um, of of getting him safe in a country where I knew nobody, and and so because I had spent all this time rewiring my brain to go into the more positive, I was able to survive. Mm. Right. In in prior, previous conversations, uh, you reminded me of something, and that is that sometimes those messages that you know you have to give to yourself. Uh, over and over and over again feels so artificial and unnatural. Uh, but it's it's good to remember that they will stay artificial and unnatural uh, for a long time, but that you have to keep saying them to yourself until they become natural and organic yeah. and real. Yeah. 
but that it, it's a struggle at first, isn't it? Just to keep saying these things. I'm really bright. Well, except for all these times when I'm not, which is mostly always. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, where my, my brain would go to, you know, dummy, dumbass. You, know. <laughs> um, you, you could have done that better. <laughs> um, and, you know, but. So not having those negative thoughts, right? Training those negative thoughts to be more positive um, and not, you know, and yeah, just not going down that spiral of negativity and making up stories or, you know, and just knowing, being clear that, that I would get through it with my loved one, that I would make sure that he was safe and I was safe and, um, whatever came our way that, you know, I would figure it out. Isn't it amazing how something like that, that you went through can be so contaminating of the rest of your life that other things that you might do on a routine basis or other things that you're really good at, um, you can find yourself questioning yourself, say, oh, I must have screwed that up or I'm not as good as I think I am. I know there's lots of people better than me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I and and that's kind of where it brings me to my, again my brain being full. Where, <laughs> where yeah, where like I'm still processing the trauma. And when I put myself in in different, I mean, just functioning throughout the day, mm. it's it can be a lot. For, for me right now like there are some times and some days I feel you know I'm adjusting to the time still um oh, and, you know that that's a big thing I, I'm I'm waking up at like 3 30 4 o'clock in the morning I mean I love to get up early don't get me wrong but 3 30 you know maybe there's an extra hour of sleep but I I and I feel like you know that's why every day it gets better but there are some days absolutely where it's like I can only take in so much information and mm. um I, I, yeah so I feel like I know like my brain is full <laughs> it can only as I'm going through the healing process yeah I get uh when I when I'm in that kind of cycle myself I suffer from what I've labeled the phonies F-O-N-L-E-Y's. Yeah, if only I'd done that. If only I'd, boy, if I, if, if only I'd done that other thing, I'd really be in much better shape. I really should have. And the should have. Oh, my God. The should have, would have, could have. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm really, you know, if it's, if I'm being called to do something um, instead of what I think I should do, instead of being tasky, um, you know, I, I do try to follow that lead, you know, like this morning, I, I felt like I needed to reconnect with nature. So I drove down to Tempe Town Lake and I just spent a couple of hours there, um, you know, where, yes, I have a, I have things that I need to do. However, taking that time for myself, especially right now, I mean, it's important every day, um, but I feel like as healing and going through this process and really, um having grace with myself through it is important 
I'm making notes. Okay. It's it's easy sometimes. It seems easier to fall into the trap of saying there's things I have to do first. Like there's things I have to do to get out of the way and things I and things I have to do for other people and other people I have to do and other right. It's it's easy to get into that, but you can't be any good at all those other things until you do that, go to the lake first. Yeah. 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 And the truth is, as good as you might be for me, it might take you two hours to be okay for me. But yeah. if you go to that lake first, I might only need 20 minutes of you. Yep. Yep. So everybody wins if you take care of yourself first. Absolutely. You you do that a lot. We've talked in the past. You you so there are times when to refresh yourself, you you go to the lake or you go out in the woods or you go well, you don't have woods there. You go out in the desert. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, reconnecting with nature. Um, you know, it 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 just makes me feel calm. Sometimes I'll just sit in my car and not do anything, just you know, take in the lake and the mountains and the birds and just, you know, they, they're like, no, we have Wi-Fi. And I was like, oh man, I don't want Wi-Fi. I don't want to be connected to the world, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why would a park have Wi-Fi? You have to call the nearest bear? I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yes. So being in nature, you know, even it, when I wake up in the morning, I go in my backyard and I, um, you know, I, I'm in the backyard. I have my pecan tree and all my beautiful birds. And, um, and I just really appreciate nature. All right. Made my notes. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> So yeah, getting back, you know, going back to those things. And these are things that I was doing before Ireland. And now I feel even more so um, since the trauma. And really loving myself. I, uh, if you don't mind, I want to dovetail on that because I realized something about our association. Because of things you said, just said. But I've noticed professionally and personally in my world over the years, what I've done is I'm okay. There, there's some tasks that I really do well if if you just leave me alone. And if I can just find an hour or two of, you know, getting into it. But for most of the things that I've done in my career that have been very fulfilling and that I've done extremely well. They've been done when I've been able to do them in cooperation with another person who was smart and sensitive and, you know, able to work as hard as I do. And I, I just thought that was because it was a, you know, that, there was synergy or something. I always had a reason for it, but I think you just gave me the reason. What's that? I think that, I think that 
over the years, I've always been able to fool myself into uh, thinking that I was really bright. Uh, and, uh, and that, but there were like with anybody, there's that moment or two when it occurs to you that you don't know what the hell you're doing. And that one of these days people are going to catch on. <laughs> um, but what I found was if I'm working with you or with somebody, um, about whom I respect as much that that never happens to me, that, that that even before it can creep in there and start to undermine me, uh, doubts about my competency or my abilities, or that the regular validation that I get from working with somebody else, of being able to bounce things off of them and have them not throw up or hold their nose or yell, Ew, but who do what you've just been doing, and that is nodding and smiling whenever I say something that's not entirely stupid. Which would be most of what you say is smart, Bill. Most of what I say? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that's it. Oh, the insecurities. Go for it. <laughs> what about the rest of it? <laughs> well, and I, I think it goes back to what you said. It's like, you know, there's those times that you do question yourself right and and I feel yeah. like even with that there's growth to be had in that right right that you know like okay now I have this new awareness and I know I need to work on this right <laughs> yeah and that's perhaps we wish we could have gotten it less painfully of course yes. of course but it, there it is yes maybe maybe that's the coupons you get for being willing to go through that hell Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah sometimes yeah. just be easier to skip it all however i'm allowing myself to just you know i'm doing the, the what's that that swim move you know like just graciously diving through and then i'm kicking my feet <laughs> the the breaststroke, you mean? Yes, yes. And I'm kicking, but I'm kicking my, like, you know, I'm doing it nice and slow with my hands and, you know, very graciously. But then with my feet, I'm just doing it really quick because I just want to get through. And I keep reminding myself, no, okay, slow it all down. Slow it all down. Well, that's, I like that swimming analogy. You, you go faster and further if you do a nice, slow, rhythmic stroke. But if you start thrashing, you drown. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So easy does it, maybe does it, huh? Easy does it, does it? Does it? Yeah. <laughs> and if you get all frantic and 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 want to move things faster than they should go, if you try to, what do they say? If you try to push the river? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So... Can we put a little cap on it for a minute? Good. Would you be okay with me asking you how you're doing? Are you on a scale of one to 10? How are you doing after you got back from Ireland? And on a scale of one to 10, what do you think you're doing now? So I would say when I came back from Ireland, I was probably at a three. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crummy. 
Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, uh, it's been just about a month on the 12th. Uh, on the 12th, it'll be a month. And I would have to say I am probably maybe like a six and a half, seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that speaks volumes because sitting here sharing these moments with you, if you forced me to rate you, give you a number. When you got back from Ireland, I would have rated you somewhat higher. And right now you're, you're feeling really up there in the upper quartile you're feeling much higher than six and a half now it's either because you're really good at shaman or you're really good at not at being hard on yourself rather i'm probably a little hard on myself probably i have very high expectations of myself um especially you know when you do a work around trauma Right. But and and I have to remind myself, like, no, Alana, this is exactly, you know, this is exactly all all part of it. This is what people go through, um, mm. you know. And so, yeah, so I probably am a little bit harder on myself. And, you know, I. I have become even more passionate about. Uh mental health awareness and trauma awareness and all of it, I am even more passionate than I was before Ireland. Isn't it sad? I'm happy for you, but isn't it sad that there are people, hundreds, thousands, millions, gazillions, however, a lot of people out there who suffer pain through the course of their their days um, and who start out at a three and a half after a trauma and years later are still that three and a half, who don't have that whole set of skills, that whole set of awarenesses and mindfulness that you've developed over the years. I mean, think of, think of whether it's three to six or five to eight, whatever that range is that you've come in a week. Think of the people who don't have the skills or the training to be able to make that transition that quick. That's pretty amazing. It it is. It is. Well, and and I think I think about addiction, right? Well, that's where addictions come in because that's how people cope with it. Because they don't know, they don't know and they don't have the tools to do anything differently. Because we're not taught to cope with this kind of stuff. Well, it's a double-edged sword because if, in fact, you use addictions, some kind of addiction to avoid that other kind of pain, the problem is that the addiction then becomes so all-consuming that it steals you, robs any opportunity you might have Absolutely. of accidental learning. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and that—that's you know, I'm I'm very grateful that I that I have those tools and that. I was able to, you know, move myself through it. It was, it was huge for me. Um, and I, and I wish, you know, I know with your work too, you, you teach some of this stuff and, you know, for myself as well with coaching and speaking about it, um, it's about life tools. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and having as many tools in your tool belt as, as possible and continuing to learn. Wow. What was that wow for? Well, it's, it, it's something, it, there were things that you were saying early on that that really nailed me in significant way so many people that i know over the years who've been in pain who've had a trauma who've had a crisis they don't talk about it they suffer in silence they're they they listen to the old scripts about being strong and being being tough being a tough guy you know Baseball players don't cry. Well, the hell with that. Of course they do. And one of the kind of rules of thumb that all the self-help groups have and all the people in my profession have is that 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 burden, once shared with another, becomes much lighter. And that, and that the, but the natural inclination for many folks who over the years have experienced pain is to not share it, not to make yourself vulnerable, not to put yourself out there. When the very thing that helps you is being able to do that. And I, the wow was, I realized that one of the first people that you might've told about all of this was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that there were other people in your life that you went ahead and just, you took a chance and you shared the information with them. Yeah. Accelerating your movement. Yeah. But the wow was, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. And, thank and, you for letting me be one of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I uh, I definitely feel, you know, I mean, we've, we've known each other for, what, 12 <sighs> years? 12, long time. 13 Seems years. longer. <laughs> Um, and, and I know, you know, like my, my mom was like, oh, who are you going to tell? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, like whoever I feel comfortable with telling, I don't have just a certain list of people. Um, but that's the way that it is. Right. Like, I I feel like with a lot of people who have, life problems going on it's oh let's just keep it hush hush it's not you know tell anybody else let's just make sure we keep it in this small box and and the truth of the matter is is that first of all I would have never healed as quickly as I have without other people you know being in Ireland the the you know my friend that I ran up to and hugged um you know then all of the other people who came and hugged me on the from the bus I mean, every little bit of that mattered. Yeah. It mattered in, in my healing and in my feeling safe. Um, you know, and so, you know, then I also have a friend who was like, oh, I I was watching the news last night and I feel like we can go into a whole other episode on this. Um, but, you know, like I... I was watching the news last night and this guy killed his his family and himself and I thought about you and I was like oh 
afraid. He thought about me because the guy killed him, his family and himself. And I feel like that's lack of information. You know, people don't know. They watch the movies, they watch the news, and they're not, you know, really informant. And another reason why I'm passionate. But yes, community um, is huge. I feel like I've really built that for myself here in Arizona. And not just people here in Arizona, but for myself in the last 10 years, definitely, um, you know, people that I can can talk to uh, about the mental illness in my family and, and my own things, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're almost at the end here, but I there's something that I'm real aware of and that I have been for 35 years in my own life. Uh and they, well, not not for this, I should have been 35 years, but maybe the last 20. And that is, you, you mentioned going to a self-help group, the NAMI group, yep. and sitting down with other people who had, nobody ever had identical experiences, but similar experiences. And, and how somehow being, just being there and feeling that energy and hearing those experiences somehow lifted some of your burden. Uh, and there's a guy that in my business who calls that universalization, mm. that recognizing that I'm not unique in my wretchedness. Already that takes some of it away. Yeah. Uh, recognizing that that no one else in the entire world could possibly be as unfortunate and as stupid and as weak as me. And recognizing I'm in a room full of my peers in that regard. is so relieving the big awareness for me was that i oftentimes felt really good sitting in those rooms with other people talking about their pain and what their journey and things that they've done and the successes they've had and all that and how they value being in those rooms i don't know how long it was it occurred to me that if i felt that from them that there was just the tiniest little possibility that just because I took a chance and said that somebody else might have felt that too. That changed my whole experience in self-help groups. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was still doing it for me. But there was an there was an outside chance somebody else was going to pick up something as a result of that. Especially if I remembered that I wasn't doing it for them. I was doing it for me. And by doing it for me, they got the benefit that I might otherwise wanted to give them. Yeah. And you did, you've done that. The other thing is that, I mean, I, I'm going to say it again. The fact that you could sit here and talk with me about this and share this with me and that. And the rest of the world. Well, now, but before this, no. No, yeah. I don't. I don't think you can give me a better compliment. Well, thank you. I mean, you could. Yeah. You could tell me how pretty I am, but <laughs> I hear that all the time. <laughs> no, but trusting me, and knowing that I was a good place and, and a safe place to come with that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
Well, you know, when we when, when we started this session, I was afraid we wouldn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> yes, lots, lots of different things, tons of places we can go from here. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, we we're going to wrap up our session here and we hope that you will all join us next week. Mondays at 6 p.m. OK, good to see you all. Good to see you, too, Alana. Yeah. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. Join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Enjoyed this podcast? Follow us on social media, Truth Be Told, One World.